This is the Prestigious Initiative. Welcome. I'm Chris Bean, and here with me is Chris Kent. Hello, Mr. Kent. Hello, sir. Today we're going to be going over and discussing projects and tasks. Projects and tasks, uh, I'm sure everybody has their own ideas or mindsets or you know, thought process of what those are and how they relate to each other. Yours may be different than ours, and that's okay. We're just going to go over what, what ours, our definition for those are. So a project, for me anyways, is a group or grouping of tasks that all, and all those tasks inform and help to achieve the common goal or the, the overall goal of what the project is. And a task is a one action item. And it's as simple as that. Now, a task, again, is one thing. It has is one step to be completed. Now, that one step to be completed doesn't mean that it is, it can't reoccur. So, for example, uh, tasks that I have, you know, I have a couple of reoccurring tasks. One of them would be to wipe my kitchen counters. I click the, click the box. Yep, I did that. Okay, it's done. But tomorrow, it's going to come up again. Now, it is a one action item. One action to complete that item, but it reoccurs. Now that one action item can go towards the overall project. Uh, in this specific case of keeping my house clean, and keeping my house clean, I have you know fifteen tasks that are inside of there, and they're all informed on each other and help to achieve the common goal of cleaning my house. So, I guess the the idea for this is or rather the difficult part for this is if you have a project, how do you know, or if, yeah, I guess, how do you know if, or why, or when you should break that big task, that big project down into small or smaller individual action items? That would be perhaps one of the the starting points of our, of our discussion for today. Um, So Mr. Kent, do you have any, do you have any ideas or, or, or thought process of how to perhaps break some, if you have a big project, let's say, so for us, we have to, had just recently finished the project of setting up our recording space. And uh, for those of you guys that don't know, we record this in my garage. We set up some relatively rudimentary uh, soundproofing, uh, sound treatment um, items. I think it works fine for us, but this setting up this space for us was a project that we had. And so one of the steps was, okay, or let's, let's say the let's backtrack. The overall project was set up recording space. And so do you have any, I'm sorry, I, I, I asked you a question that I, I, I didn't follow. <laughs> I didn't follow through with actually asking you it. What are your ideas or mindsets of how to break those down and, and we can use this this project as an example as a, as a sounding board for that sure yeah I, even thinking about cleaning you know uh, and talking about the idea of, of projects versus tasks tasks being the smaller objectives along the way toward completing a, a larger project sometimes in my mind too i also think that projects are the long term whereas tasks might be a short-term type thing so in the case of setting up this this studio, you know, this recording area, the project, like you said, was to set up the area where we can sit and record. But the tasks were, you know, get this piece of equipment, get this piece of furniture, set up this soundproof device, set up this heating device, whatever it is, those small tasks contributed to the larger project as a whole. But also, again, in my mind, 
you know, a task is a present time or short term, short term type thing, whereas the the project is a a long might take longer. It's more of a long term, maybe more for the future kind of thing. So, you know, even tying that into, um, like you're just saying, cleaning your house. Cleaning your house is the project, which is comprised of many tasks. Wipe the counters, put the dishes away, sweep the floor, take out the trash. All those tasks combine together to complete the project of cleaning the house. So I guess that's just another way to, to think about it is projects being maybe more long-term, depending on what it is, and your task being a little more short-term. But yeah, I, I would agree with kind of the way you broke it down there as well with the addition of that other perspective. Right. And I guess listening to you to talk about those as far as the project being a a long term item and then a task being a short term term item, linking back to what we talked about last time. So we have our end goals, we have our our smart goals or OKRs, and then kind of the next step down would be the project. And then the next step down from that would be the task. And so the task would be like a daily type thing, you know, that you would do, you know, in the short term here and now. And then the, the, they those tasks could be linked to or or help to accomplish the project and the project is something that's going to happen in the future and that project hopefully aligns with your your smart goal and then that smart goal hopefully aligns with your end goal right yeah i think it's a good way to also view that kind of scenario too and you know it also makes some of those more difficult or larger processes or projects or end goals seem a little more manageable kind of goes into those smart goals of having the the things that you can track and you can you can you know be aware of your progress rather than I have to clean this whole entire house now I have to sweep now I have to take the trash out now I have to wipe the counter down and eventually you do each task individually number one I think it keeps you more motivated because you're not having to focus on the large project but you're just doing task by task by task and eventually those tasks build up to complete that project uh, you know kind of goes with we were just talking this week about the idea that uh, motivation follows action. You know, you gotta, you have to clean the whole house. Well, it doesn't always seem like the most appealing thing, and it might be, seem like a, a a daunting task. But especially if you think about it as in terms of, I have to clean the whole the house. whole entire house, right? Yeah. So break that big project into tasks, and then start one of those tasks. Like, okay, here's a shoe on the floor. All right, picked up that shoe. Oh well, there's the other shoe. Pick that one up too. Oh, there's some dirty clothes here too. Let's pick up those dirty clothes. Start the the laundry. Oh, I might as well start the dishwasher too. Oh, the window's dirty. Clean the you know, and f- taking that first step or completing that first task kind of sets you on the path to getting that project done too. So it's, I think it's just interesting as well that we we had talked about that, and then it also kind of plays into this kind of scenario too: task versus projects, and sometimes having to do a small task first will set you on the path of putting those projects comprised of other small tasks and things as well. Right. Yeah. You know, I think that, uh, was it James Clear talks in his book, Atomic Habits talks about taking those small steps. You know, if you, if you want to go to the gym, you want to be the type of person who goes to the gym, then you set yourself up to go to the gym and, and turn on the treadmill, walk for 10 steps. Okay. Turn the treadmill off and then leave. You want to be a type of person who reads and you open the book, you read, one sentence, one page even. Okay, great. Close the book. You're done for the day. And so taking those small steps, that even though that they're small, they will help to achieve the motivation that you want or that you need to fulfill whatever that project or task is. 
sometimes the hard part, specifically speaking for a, like a project is you have this huge daunting project trying to figure out what a first step might be, or, you know, what is the, what is the right first step I have to take for this? And sometimes it doesn't have to be the right first step. It just has to be a step. Even if that's a step in the wrong direction, that step in the wrong direction can help you on the path to being on the right direction. If you think about cleaning, sometimes in order to clean, you have to take, let's say we're cleaning the the cabinets. In order to clean the cabinets, I have to take everything out of the cabinets. So on my, my journey to clean, I have to make everything you know, everything dirty. I have to clean everything. I have to take everything out. Everything is all over the place. Then I can clean, organize, and, and, and put things back. And lots of times throw lots of things away. But in order to do that, my first step has to be in the complete opposite direction that I want to go in order to get me to the end, the desired result that I want. And so with projects specifically, you know, and these could be projects based on yourself, you know, a self-imposed project or a project that a employer or employee is, is, is telling you that you have to do, that you need to do for your job. Great. Let's say you have a, you know, a proposal to write a grant. Okay. That's, that's my proposal. What are the, trying to figure out the intentions behind that or the goal or the, the desired outcome of that project for me is one of my first steps that I do. Once I have the project, okay, here's the project. Why do I want this as a project? Okay, well, I want it because of this. Great. What is my intended outcome? What is my goal? And those, those, I, I you know, kind of can be used interchangeably. Why do you want this as a project? What is it? What is, how is this going to benefit you or your team or your life or whatever it is? Then once you have that, then you put a couple steps in the, in the task list for that project assigned to that. Again, they don't have to be perfect. They don't have to be necessarily even right. They just have to be kind of in line. Okay. Yeah. I might have to do this. Yeah. I might have to do that. Yep. I might have to do that. And then as you're going, you can start to fill out that, that task list inside of those, inside of that project. Now, once you have those kind of listed out, your kind of your action items to complete that project, then go about perhaps and, and organize those in such a way that, okay, this seems like it's going to be the first step I need to do. Okay, great. This is the second step. This is the third step. This is, and so on, all the way down, however many you have. Now, if you do that, and if you do it perfectly, great. Unfortunately, Almost nobody I know can do this type of process perfectly, meaning they can lay this out and I have to do this one first and this one next and this one, and they never miss any. No, that never happens. Never. I, I always omit tasks that, I, that I, I should have added from the beginning. I just I didn't think about the project fully. You know, okay, I do this, I do this, I do this. Okay, great. And then as you get into it, oh, well, in order to do this next step, I have to do X, Y, Z. Okay, great. Well, I got to put those in then do those, check those off. Okay, great. Now I can get to that next one that was actually on the list second after I did the first, you know, the, the in-between things that I didn't plan or account for. So all that to say is if you are going through this process, if you find yourself adding tasks, tasks on the way or finding yourself even taking tasks out that are no longer relevant, okay, fine. That's part of the process. You, you know, it's very difficult to fully understand how something is going to go, especially if you've never done it before, every single time, you know, and even if it is something you've done before, it might be different this time compared to the last time. And so there's different things you have to account for or change or tweak on the fly in the moment as you go. Yeah. And 
not to say it can't work the other way, but more often than not, you'll have that project idea or project, um, you know, kind of bigger picture before you'll have your tasks. I mean, like I said, sometimes you start doing something and then start doing something else related to that. And eventually those tasks build into a project, but more often than not, you, you probably will sit down and say, Hey, I want to set up a recording studio. I want to clean my house. I want to, um, you know, paint this picture. Even, even painting a picture has a small task. You know, you gotta get a canvas and get the materials and decide what you're going to paint and, you know, do the different parts of that painting. So either way, you know, again, not that it can't work both ways, but more often than not, you have the project idea first. This is what I want to do. And then it's on you to take the initiative to sit down and analyze, like you said, what do I need to do to get this project done? And then within the small tasks that you just analyzed and created, decide which one is, is first or which one is more important or, you know, even depending on the, the kind of project, maybe it's one that needs to repeat. You know, like you said, you got to you know, wipe your counters every day or whatever it is, you know. Sometimes you might have something else going on in the kitchen that needs to be cleaned first. You take care of that one thing first. Like you said, take everything out of the cabinet, clean the cabinet, then put everything back. It wouldn't make sense to clean the cabinet while everything's inside of it first. You might have to take everything out or, you know, something's on the counter, clean that thing first, then you can wipe your counter down. So just having an idea and it's hard not to relate this or tie this back into the goals because it's, it's just a, a different arena for the same type of idea where you have the long-term or the end goal, your value goals and your short-term goals and your, you know, your tasks and things like that attribute or get you to those other long-term goals or the projects and the cases there. And I think the important thing there too is, like you said, finding out which one's more important or which one is, is priority, doing the priorities and find out which one things to go first. Sometimes it's it's time-based, you know, I have to do this before I can do this, or I have to do this by this time. Not always necessarily was that thing more important, but it could be, you know, a subtask of the task. This task needs this other thing to be done in order to get it done. And that task works towards your your project as well. But um you know, even sometimes finding that small task like we talked about to get yourself motivated or just finding those small tasks to say, hey, today I did this thing working toward this project. Because, you know, sometimes you might not be able to do some of the tasks for whatever reason, but you still want to be able to contribute to that project or, you know, even on a smaller level, feel like you're contributing to that project. Um, So even just setting yourself up to do small almost seemingly meaningless things just to keep yourself in that right headspace or keep yourself, you know, on the trajectory of, of completing that project is also important too. Cause I think if you, you, you have that project, how many times have you, I mean, maybe not you, you're very disciplined and, and structured, but how many times have you thought of an idea and said, Oh, that'd be really cool if I did this. And then you just never did that idea because you didn't take time to develop the project and the tasks that are required to complete the project. And then three years later, you're like, Oh, I remember that time I was going to do this and then just never did. Well, I guarantee if you would have sat down and thought about the project and set yourself up with a few tasks, you would have been a high percentage more probable of actually completing or doing said thing. Yeah. It's interesting. You brought that up. So I have, 
I have done that definitely in the past. And so now my new protocol, if I have an idea that is, is, you know, something that perhaps might happen in the future, I'll put that down in my project list and I I can, I can tag it as a someday, maybe I'll get to this. And I have two or three of those in there. And there's a couple tasks that that are associated with them. There's even some research that go with them that I'm just not, either I'm not ready for mentally, physically, or, or it's not the right time in my life to do those things. It's something I would like to do in the future, but is not current. It's not, it's not, uh, maybe it's not important enough for me right now to take the time investment to do, but I have a couple of those that are on kind of on my, on my project board that are sitting and waiting and there's, there's information in there, there's research has been done there. There's tasks that are in there. They're just not active. Not yet. Yeah. And, and, you know, taking it to the other side of what I had just previously just said too, sometimes you have an, an idea and then if you sit with it for a little bit, you realize, Hey, well, maybe I don't actually want to do this, or maybe this isn't something that I really do want. That's okay too. It's okay to have that idea and decide not to pursue it. I guess what I mean is sometimes, you know, you have your project list, which you can expand upon more. Um, but you have your list of projects, you have an idea, you write it down, you go back to that list after two weeks of seeing it every day and you really decide, eh, you know, I don't want to do this. I would consider that a failed project because you really had to think for yourself if you wanted to do it or not. And, you know, I think another point there too, is that some of these projects, like, you know, there's a, a difference between a, a necessary project or I don't, I don't, maybe recreational isn't the right word, but something that you want to do for yourself. You know, I would argue, and maybe you would too, that cleaning your house is a necessity that you might need to do that. Um, especially with more people living in it than just you. And, and for whatever reason, you know, well, I do, I do. If I want to stay married. <laughs> okay. Yes. Good. <laughs> good. Nece- uh, necessary project for you there. You know, I, I would argue strongly that taking care of your personal hygiene is a necessary project, which can be broken down into tasks, you know, um, so again, and we're just kind of flushing, I'm just flushing this out here. I, I, not that I had put much thought into this before either, but you might have necessary projects and recreational projects. And if you have an idea for a recreational project and after sitting with it for a little bit, decide you don't want to do it, I wouldn't consider that a failed project. You didn't fail that project. You just thought about it and it's not actually something that you want. Just as like when we talked about goals, it would be silly if you set a goal for yourself, an end goal, a value goal of something you don't really want. Like, why would, why would you do that? Why would you work towards something that you don't want? That's not necessary. Um, so even just talking about that, you might have a few ideas, jot them down a week later, you decide, oh, I don't want to do this thing. That's okay too. That's fine. Or you just leave it there and maybe someday eventually you will want to do that thing. That doesn't mean the idea is bad. It doesn't fit into you, what you're working toward or what you're doing right now. That's okay too. You know, th- speaking of those someday maybe type of type of projects, what I have found is, and and I think this is kind of like a, a like a, a, a for lack of a better term, a feature of our brain. I know I have those two or three projects that that I would like to do at some point in time. My brain is is sort of using kind of like background processing to flush out those ideas flush out those projects. And, and even though I'm not currently, I'm doing, you know, so many other things, I don't have that on my, on my plate right now. But my brain is still working on thinking about using some background processing power to, to flush out those ideas, which then 
and I've, and I've done this in the past too. I put it on like the someday, okay, well, I'll get to that later on. And then my, I, you know, I'm just kind of non, not thinking about them, but my, thinking about them. I don't, does that make sense? Like, yeah, well, it's a, it's an idea, you know, taking that same kind of, of way or mind process or mind feature, as you said, if you have a problem, sometimes sitting down and thinking hard about the problem doesn't always necessarily solve it. But one day you're sitting down doing mundane things, watching TV, eating some food, and boom, your answer comes to you. Or you take a nap, wake that, up, boom. That would be your aha. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, there is something to be said about the way your brain works when you don't have to devote 100% of your attention or focus to a thing and you're you're still processing or working on it in the background. Um, so I think that is absolutely viable, you know either for projects or for problems, sometimes just sitting and letting that kind of stew or brew does eventually come up with results or, you know, help us to develop tasks or help us to make a more well, well-rounded idea of what our projects are. So yeah, I think that's definitely a, uh, I don't want to say inadvertent process because you might need to think, Hey, I'm not going to think about this for a while. I'm going to sit down and, you know, let the background, data processing ensue and boom you have some more tasks or you have an answer to your problem or whatever it is that's definitely something that's happened to me before i'm sure it's happened to other people too because i do think it like you said is a a relatively normal thing to mental function that the brain does that we don't necessarily have to think about right it's not like i'm asking my brain to hey think about this stuff in the background no just just happening and and again i found that to be so beneficial because i'll you know again i'll put something on the, on the list you know i'm not ready for that right now i don't necessarily have all the bugs worked out for this and then you don't know, put it on the list oh that's how i fix that pow do it and then i can move that to the you know from dormant or or inactive to to active turn that project on boom ready to go and i guess this brings us to the next stages your projects you know, you can have active projects, you have projects that are, you know, like we just discussed someday, you know, maybe I want to do this, you know, this is an idea that I want to, to, to perhaps follow through with later on, just not right now. You might have projects that are uh, obviously done, completed, you might have projects that are on hold, you know, maybe I'm I'm waiting for XYZ, ABC to, to happen, you know, I, I, I have a book that is is done, and I've reached out to a publisher and I can't do anything else. I have to wait for that publisher to say, hey, we want you or no, we don't want you or do X, Y, Z, A, B, C, whatever the next steps are. So my part of that is done. Is it active? Uh, active, I guess, in the sense that they're doing something, but I... Pending. It's pending. Sure, my part is done. And so I, I'm just waiting. Uh, that would be, an, you know, another, you know, kind of a classification of a project. And I guess, you know, Perhaps the next part is how, you know, maybe you'd want to, in your projects, you want to establish how big of a project they are. So we talked, we talked a little bit, kind of, kind of inadvertently, we talked about priorities. Um, Yeah. And I was thinking too, before we move on to that, that next thing, just about active pending, you know, what, you know, waiting, blah, 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 whatever, however you want to define those projects. I think you got to be careful though, because you could be in that active project, and then you could have a next next task ready, but you think, um, I don't want to do that right now. Maybe it's difficult or maybe it requires a spending of a little bit of money that I don't want to spend right now. I don't know if that's necessarily grounds for putting it into a pending project or, like, you know, I'm not working on this project because... An on hold. 
Right. If you have, I mean, if you have the the means to do it, if the task is too hard or you don't want to spend X, Y, or Z money on it, I mean, obviously nothing outlandish or crazy. You're not going to break your bank to complete this project, hopefully, unless it's a necessary project, like, you know, buying a new roof for your house. You probably should take care of that before the roof falls off and then your whole family is exposed to the elements of the world. Anyways, as opposed to, I want to be a, a Facebook, YouTube influencer. So I buy a, a yacht. Sure. Yes. Yeah. I, I think it'd be a reckless use of your money unless you have tons of money and then you can justify that spending. Anyways, I guess what I'm trying to say is be careful with your reasons for putting projects on hold, because if it's just too difficult, I would question whether or not you really want to actually do that project or not. You know, if it's just, Hey, I, I didn't do this. I'm waiting for the motivation to do, again, just do it. Find something to get yourself motivated or whatever and, 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 or find some action to do to help pull out the motivation. But, uh, I, maybe it's not making any sense, but no, I, I would say that maybe as a standard protocol for you, anytime you have to take a project from active to on hold, you have to put a reason it's on hold, which would call yourself to be accountable. And why am I putting this on hold? Well, it's because I don't actually want to to do this right now. Okay, well, that, you know, maybe that will give give you the spark to ignite you to to continue and do that project. But thinking, or, or at the very least, it'll give you an opportunity to think, okay, why do I want to stop this right now? You know, what is going on? What's, what's the reason behind this? And, you know, you could, you could argue that, okay, you just skip that step. Okay. But you know, if, if that's a standard op, you know, standard operating procedure for you, you have an active project and anytime it goes on, on hold or on pending or whatever, whatever your terminology you're going to use is you have to state to yourself why you're doing that, which again was what cause a internal reflection of, you know, why you're doing that. And hopefully, I don't know, you know, maybe, maybe your priority shifted. I don't actually want to do this. Okay, fine. I want to put this on hold because my, the next task is too hard and I, I'm not ready, you know, whatever it is, but then that will cause, cause yourself to, to, you know, think through why you're making that choice as it make it a, a uh, an, un- an unconscious choice or to, as a, um, a quick thing, I'm just going to put that on, on hold. I'm done with that, you know? Yeah. And maybe even a step further there, when you're going through that process, if you decide, it's something you want to put on hold for X, Y, or Z reason. It's not like you decided, hey, I don't actually want to do this. You know, I sat down and thought about why I'm trying to put this on hold and it's not something that I want to do anymore. If it is something you want to do and you put down a reason, this is the X, Y, or Z reason, maybe even set up a follow-up date for yourself. Say, hey, I'm going to revisit this in two weeks and see if I can either complete that task or see if I feel like doing this or see if whatever reason can be resolved so I can continue on with this project instead of just leaving it in limbo for ever set, set, set a time for yourself to kind of revisit it and see if you can reactivate that project. Well, and see, that brings up a, a good point. And, and before you move into the priorities, your projects, your, just like your, your, your smart goals, your end goals, you need to have a, a kind of a reoccurring look at those things. And so if you have a project that's on the board, you know, and that project isn't necessarily going to be completed for three months from now, you know, maybe three months out, you look at it, you know, every couple weeks, every two weeks, okay, you look at it. every two weeks, you look at it. And then as it gets closer, okay, you know, you check in on that progress, okay, it's every, every week, Okay. And as it gets closer, it's every other day. And then as it gets, it's every day. And, and then that way you're, you're keeping track of those things. And 
maybe you do it on a standard every week, you know, at the end of every week, you do your weekly review, boom, you're checking those things, you know, but I would think that, or I, I, I strongly believe that having some sort of review process where you're looking at your current active projects and maybe on a monthly basis, you're looking at your current, um, on hold or, or someday type of projects would be hugely beneficial just because then you're looking on those, you're checking in on those. You can check to see you know, how close you are to completing it, how far away you are completing it, the next things you have to do. And that kind of can set you up for the, you know, the things you have to do for that next week or month, depending on your review for it. So moving, transitioning from that into priorities, we kind of talked about priorities in the tasks, uh, the individual tasks, and we'll come back to tasks, you know, in a little bit here, but your projects, your projects probably should have a priority list associated with them. And so if I have five projects on the board, okay, I need to know, I need to take care of project number one first. Okay. Then I can, you know, once that action step is done for today, I can move to this one and so on and so on. So if you have more than one project active at a certain time, you need to assign a priority level to those. What is most important? And then kind of work from there. I do the most important one first and the next one, next one, so on. And perhaps on that specific day, you can't do any motion. You can't do any movement on the top priority one for whatever the reason is. Okay, fine. Then you can move to the next one and so on. But having a priority list of those will help to well, set a priority level to those things. And so you can assign those it kind of in your brain and, 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 and for your for your purpose, I need to work on this and then I need to work on this and so on. That is, uh, you know, again, I think very important. Perhaps the next part to that is how big of a commitment, how, how much energy, how much time is it going to take to complete those things it would be probably the next kind of item that I would, I would think to add to a, a project is, okay, this, for example, we talked about the, the studio recording setup here. This was a, you know, probably a relatively low energy to, to put forth. It took uh, a little bit of time to do just because we had to wait for certain things to fall in place and to acquire the certain things and, and talk about how things were going to be set up. But as far as like energy investment, it was pretty low. Time investment was maybe a little bit higher. And so you kind of have to figure out how those work together and kind of, you know, put those on there. That way, when you look at that project, whether when you're setting it up or when you're reviewing it, you can say, okay, this is, this is going to be a big, a big push kind of, you know, is, is a term that I, that I hear used a lot. This is going to take a lot of energy to do this X, Y, Z, A, B, C. Or no, you know what, this is, this is going to be quick. It's not, a, it's not a huge time investment. It's not a huge energy investment. Just look at it. Okay, great. Yep. Good. Check it off. Sign off. Okay, good. Move on. So having some sort of, of, um, again, maybe you want to call it, you know, think about it in terms of like an energy level and, and maybe you, you work into that energy level as, as a, you know, both an energy level and time commitment, or you, you separate those out and make them two separate pieces would be kind of, you know, the next stage or the next topic to, to, to work towards or, or to think about your projects like. Yeah. And reflecting on this project of setting up the studio and hearing you talk about the idea of priorities too, I think there's another component that plays into that, which can also be another slippery slope. And that is, um, I don't deadlines maybe or, or time commitment because for our studio, I mean, 
we didn't really need the studio set up until the end of the year, pretty much is when we plan to start getting some episodes done and some recording done. So, you know, there, there was a month or two there that we had the idea of the project. We had some tasks we were going to complete, but at the same time, we didn't need to get it done. So, you know, maybe that put this project at a lower priority during some of that time because it wasn't as time sensitive that we got the studio up and we got everything ready and we were good to go. Um, again, that being said, the slippery slope part there is that you could push things off until the very last minute and then you have to make that big push when it's too late and it could, you know, cause some stress or cause uh, unnecessary resource allocation. But, uh, you know, just take a, an assessment of the different projects you have working on. And if, you know, there's a, a open timetable, maybe you try to finish a different project first or you devote your time somewhere else before you kind of, you know, pay attention to that other project. But again, I wouldn't be cautious of neglecting the project and saying, oh, well, I can just do that later. Oh, I don't have to do that until another time. Still be conscious of that project and what's going to require to get it done. But just, I guess, another part to all that too is, you know, like I said, we didn't have to have this done right away. We had some time to, you know, sit and think about more ideas or sit and wait for some things to come in or we just have to, we just have to, have to get it done right and, away. You know, really not only that, this was a self-imposed deadline to hold by anyways. Right. It wasn't, this wasn't a necessary project. We decided we wanted to, I mean, but I guess I, even the self-imposed part of it, it would have been easy for us to say, ah, oh, let's just do it. Let's just push it back a month. Let's push it back a month. But we both said, okay, well, this is the project we want. This is the, the, timeline we want so let's get it done by this time so even those self-imposed ones i think if you really want to set yourself up set yourself up for success you can say hey here's what i'm gonna done this is what i'm gonna done by and don't let yourself you know compromise or budge those kind of deadlines or timelines you set for yourself too um outside of any certain circumstances you know what you know health problems arise, family issues arise, unforeseen circumstances arise. And if those things happen, then you can kind of reassess and, and move your deadlines. But in our case, we we had plenty of time. We got it done when we said we we're going to get it done. And now we're here doing this. But I guess that's another component too to all these projects is a lot of this stuff might become fluid, especially your recreational projects. You know, your nece necessary projects most likely will have a deadline of some sort. Just that's what makes them necessary or required is they have to be done, you know, now or they have to be done so that this can happen or, or whatnot. But those other ones you can kind of have authority over and say, hey, this is what I want. Here's what I want to buy. And again, tying into your goals, setting that 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 timeline and that deadline for it can help you also get those projects done too. So maybe there's more or a different way to look at that too. But as you're just talking about this one specifically, I was thinking about how that also plays a factor into your projects is, is time and timeline type things. Right. And, you know, that actually brings us right into the next point that I was going to make was the due date. And and really that's, that's what you're talking about is the due date for this. And I guess before, uh, before I, I say this next part, I'm going to ask you, how do you, so let's say you have a, uh, uh, let's, we'll talk about projects specifically. Now you have a project, you have a due date for it. What does that due date mean to you? What is that definition for you? Well, like due date? Mm -hmm. I, I'm when I want the product to be completed. When you want the product to be completed. Right. So that's a D-U-E -D date. 
due date. Oh, oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, uh, August Bradley is on YouTube. He's got a, a ton of notion stuff and, and, and systems thinking hugely beneficial. If you haven't heard of him, check him out. Wonderful. Wonderful. But, and I, and I learned this from him and this is kind of a, uh, kind of a, definitely a mindset shift. So, Lots of people, when they're thinking about tasks or projects, they think of due date as in D-U-E date. When is this due by? But what he proposes is to think about that as a D-O date. So instead of the when it's due by, it's the date that you plan on doing that task. So it's a D-O date instead of a D-U-E date. And again, this is all, so let's say um, phone bill. And this would be a one-time, uh, this would be a task instead of a project, but this works. If I have a task to pay the phone bill, I know that phone bill is due, D-U-E, by this day. I want to do, D-O, that before that day. And I can have, you know, not infinite, but I have, you know, a relative good amount of time before it is D-U-E, when they have to have the money in order to do, D-O, that task. This would, this is, is such a, a, a change for the, how I have thought about these things in the past, because often I worked on the DUE date. When is this due? When is the deadline for this? And then you, so oftentimes you're working right up to that deadline. And, and sometimes frequently that causes you to put out less quality work than you would otherwise put out because it, you know, you're, you're pushing yourself, you're, you're, you're going, you know, right up to the line and then doing that work as opposed to this is the day I want this. I want to do this thing. This is the day I want to, I want to do it. Like you, it, it would be almost like you're scheduling. I want to pay the phone bill on this day as opposed to saying, you know, I'm going to pay, you know, I guess scheduling it in, in, in a, in a, in a, making a scheduled day and a, a DO day are, are basically the same thing, but just thinking about them in terms of doing, like when are you going to do this task as opposed to when is it due by? But I also think that that ties into exactly what we're talking about with tasks and projects. Your project is due, D-U-E on this day, but you can set up times and schedule times for you to do, D-O, your tasks, the tasks that eventually lead to completing that project too. I like that. I'd never, I'm sure you've told me that before, but that went over my head. And I don't know that I have, I don't know. That I have, oh. I, I, that's something I implement. I, I, I saw in there, saw him talk about implemented into my system and I, I just, you know, kind of went about my day. It was a big, it was a big change for me to think about those in, in, in different terms of, okay, this is due. I have to, you know, figure out then a time to do it. But if I just put into my, my system, where there's a, pra- a, a task and even, even not in goals, obviously, but my, my smart goals, my projects, my, my tasks are, they all have a, a DO date assigned to them, which is basically me scheduling them to, to do on this day. Now, sometimes they also have a DUE date in there as well, which is, okay, it has to be done by this day, but I would like it to be done much earlier than that. And you, you know me, I like to do things like awfully early. So if it's due a month from now, I would like to do it now. So it's done. So yeah, I, I don't know that we have actually talked about that before. That was something that, I, again, I, I saw and I'm like, oh, that, that's that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. I wish I would have known this when I was in school. I didn't know that long ago. I'm sorry. Uh, that would have been nice to know, though. I mean, but uh, now we can talk about it here. Yes. Someone else can learn about it, too. Right. And, you know, talking about this, too, and uh, 
a big component of this, which is, I think, probably a reason people are listening, which I would hope so, is that you need to take responsibility of this, especially these these self-imposed, these recreational projects, or however you want to call it. Maybe recreational is a bad choice because then it seems like it's a lot of fun. But these self-imposed projects, uh, you need to be responsible for, and you need to take the initiative to set up these tasks and set up your due dates of various kinds and, and actually get this stuff done because you know, you could have that due date paying a bill. You have an outside force that you're responsible to paying that bill to, or you have things that are going to happen. You don't pay your phone bill. Your phone's going to get turned off or you don't pay your electric bill. Your power goes off or someone gets mad at you and they come arrest you because you didn't pay your bills. Again, those are outside forces working against you to do those necessary projects. But things that you want to do yourself, no one's going to say, hey, you have to get this done or else I'm going to take X, Y, or Z away from you. You have to get this done or you're going to go put be put in jail, which can happen with other necessary projects. So it really comes down to you taking the initiative to find the motivation or take the actions to motivate yourself to get this stuff done. So all this being said, you know, at the end of the day, it requires a certain kind of person who wants to get things done or wants to achieve their projects or wants to have goals and wants to have, you know, a productive lifestyle to get this stuff done. So, uh, you know, it really requires a lot of effort on your part. And it's that idea that doing the things you have to do to do things you want to do later. So doing these projects, doing them now so that you can have the end result later which really requires the discipline and the, the drive from you because no one's making you do these things. No one made us set up this, this podcast studio. No one's making you, you know, go learn a new skill or making you do a new project, make a, make whatever X, Y, Z or whatever it is, but you need to hold yourself accountable if you really want to get these things done. And this is a good way to kind of chunk all that down, complete your tasks to achieve your projects and really get that stuff done too. So again, linking back to what we talk, talked about last time is you're putting your current self through that, the work in order so, so your, your future self can benefit from it. I, 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 I don't know that I, if I heard that from somebody or if I thought about that, I, I'm sure I didn't think about it. Somebody, somebody told me about it. I wish I could tell, tell you who it was, but that, those two kind of, of thinking, that thinking about that really, um, helps me kind of process that. Like I'm doing this now because I know it's going to benefit me in the future. So my future, my, my current self, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, going, going through the work in order to, to benefit on the other side, the future me that is there. Um, yeah. Right. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So, you know, we talked about projects for a little while. We, lots of these things are going to overlap for tasks, but if it's a one time task, a, a one action to complete task, then you put it on your board, your, your, your task manager, however you, however you do that. I'm a fan of notion. I have it all in there. If you want to do, you know, reminders or whatever, whatever process or app you use for that, you get them on there. And then, you know, you, you start checking those boxes. If, for me, I go th- when I do a, uh, my re- my weekly review, I do kind of a weekly plan. And so I look at my next week. Okay, what tasks do I want to accomplish in that week? And I start start scheduling those out on a day. I want to do this on this day. I want to do this on this day. Do this, And then what that does is I can look at that day. 
Wednesday, for example. Okay, Wednesday, I have 18 things to get done. Okay, that's too many for one day. All right, can I move some of these? And because I'm working from a DO day, I can move those a little bit. Looking at the DUE day, when is the deadline that has to be done? I can. I have a little bit of wiggle room. Okay, I have 18 tasks on, on Wednesday. I have one task on Tuesday. Okay, well, maybe I do a little bit of those early or you know, vice versa. You get to move those around. But I, I have found that planning my week out, looking at those individual single action item steps, those tasks to do really helps me to have progress made through the week. It helps to set me, you know, I do that on, on Sunday, Saturday night, actually, but that way it's all ready for Sunday. And my whole week is ready. Okay, great. I get this done, you know, and then my, my, I know that on Monday I have these things on Tuesday and, and the whole week is ready. And do I add things to the week? Yes. Do I sometimes move things to the week? Yes. If I, if I don't get, you know, whatever accomplished for that day, okay, move it to the next one. And so having that kind of look at the week ahead, getting a, a idea of what the week is going to look like as far as the task goes, hugely beneficial. And if you have things that are, you know, big pushes, heavy, heavy loads, or it's going to be hard to complete tasks, maybe you think about putting those early in the week to get those done, to give you that kind of head start, that good feeling as you move into the week, as opposed to leaving those for the end of the week you know, it's Wednesday. Oh man, on Friday, I got to do this. It's Thursday. Oh man, tomorrow I got to do this. It's Friday. Oh, today I have, but you do that early in the week. That way the rest of your week you can do, obviously you're still going to have things to do, but if you can do that heavy item in the beginning of the week, get it done. Then you, you have to, you know, you don't have to look towards doing that heavy item at the end of the week because it's already done. Now, one thing that I have found doing it, creating a task list like this. Two things. One is it feels good to check that box. Like it, it is, it is astonishing how, how, how it's, it's, a, it's, I, I don't know how to describe it. Like it's a, um, Andrew Huberman would say it's a, it's a dopamine, uh, rush. You know, you, you get to check that box. Wow. That felt good. Now, Unfortunately, because of that, you can fall in the category of you're just putting things on the list to check the box. All right, man, I brushed my teeth. Check the box. All right, great. I I, I ate breakfast. Check the box, which, which which is silly. You know, those are things that you probably don't necessarily need to put on your, your task list. But there is something to be said about being able to check those boxes. And I think that's where we talked about earlier, motivation follows action. And so you you do those action steps. It feels good to do those things. And then that will motivate you to progress further and do the other action things. And so, you know, think about that. That was item number one. Item number two is from time to time, I have a a task or what I would think of of a task that takes two minutes or less to do. And it's sometimes on the fly. It's not something I've thought about you know, prior, I don't have it kind of scheduled. I don't have a, a DO date assigned to it. I see it and okay, it needs to happen right now. So I just do it. It's not that I see that thing. Oh, okay. Let me put that in my task list. Okay, great. All right. Now go do that. No, I just do those things. And so for me, I have found that from time to time I am doing things that are not necessarily on my task list, but I'm still doing them. They are tasks but I, it's, it's, I see it. Okay, great. I have to take care of this. I don't stop what I'm doing, put it on my task list and then 
do it later on. If if it, you know, I, I wish I can associate the person who who has this, but it's, I think it's a two minute rule. If it takes two minutes or less, it's probably David Allen. Uh, if you have two minutes or less, and David Allen, the the author of Getting Things Done, not David Allen, the, the comedian. Those are two different people. Um, anyways, if it takes two minutes or less, you just do the thing, right? You, you just you just great. All right, great. Now it's done. I don't take the time to put that in my list and then move forward. So, you know, be mindful of that. You know, it's not that things aren't going to come up. And when they come up, you're going to have to do those things, right? You're, you, that means you're going to have to shuffle your day or rearrange things. Or perhaps you have a priority level set to your tasks and then, you know, work or, or, or your spouse says, okay, do this. Okay, great. You're, or the, 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 the washer machine breaks, Oh man, that wasn't on my list for today, but I got to get it done. Like today, I have to do it. So you you adjust everything, whatever the rest of the day looks like, and you put that at the top because you have to do that thing today. So understand that having a task list or even a, a weekly schedule of this or, or your, whatever it is, there's going to be things that come up that are going to take priority or precedent over whatever it is that you have to get done for that day, which is where I, I think that having that do date comes in handy because I'm not working right up to the deadline. I have some wiggle room. I can I can adjust things and before I'm, you know, oh man, I didn't get that proposal in on time. I'm so sorry. Now, now they won't accept it. I can't, you know, whatever it is. But because I, I'm I'm working from a do date, I have that wiggle room. So if or more more than likely when things come up because they will, you can adjust and 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 move on the fly for those. Yeah, and I think, you know, like you said, being in the middle of doing tasks, working towards your project, and then something comes up, you're not going to stop and add that whatever that thing is to your list. That's just part of it is, is, is you know, I had to do is doing this task and the process of doing this task. I mentioned it earlier, and maybe we won't call it this, but it's kind of a subtask. You know, I have to do this to get this task done. I didn't plan on doing this, but I have to do it regardless. And like you said, the two minute or less rule, if you can get it, get it done, just get it done. And nice thing about that is I think if you're already working on a task, another task comes up, you've already started the action to help motivate yourself. You might be more likely to get that thing done in the moment because you're already working, you're already motivated. But, that, you know, that's just necessary things to come up that we don't plan for. But in a, in a kind of a way, you can kind of plan for things to come up that you don't plan for, if that makes any sense. You can maybe not plan for it, but expect it to happen and be prepared to deal with those unexpected type things. It all seems kind of counterproductive saying it out loud, but, you know, be prepared for things to come up that you don't necessarily plan for. And I know that we'll probably do another episode or two about our systems and just the way that we run our days, but, you know, have an idea of what you want to get done in a certain day. And as we all know, things happen that kind of throw a wrench in some of those plans or add additional things to the plans that we had. It doesn't mean you give up and go back to bed and say, oh, I'll, I'll try again tomorrow. You deal with that thing and then you try to get back on track to the plans you had set up already as much as you can. So that's another way to look at the the tasks and subtasks and projects and everything too is, you know, sometimes you have to do something you didn't plan to do to get done the thing that you did plan to do. But rather than grumble and, and throw a fit, just do it and get it done and move on with what you had planned to do. Yeah, you know, and, and that kind of brings up an interesting point. Speaking of like a timeline, when you think how long you think something's going to take, you will, humans are, humans in general, are really, really bad at guessing 
how long something's going to take, especially if it's something you haven't done before. And so, you know, you might have this thought that I'm going to do, I'm going to change the oil on my car. Okay. If that's something you can do and and it's something perhaps you, you've done in the past. Okay, great. I do that. Maybe I think it's going to take 15 minutes, but as you do this, you see, you know, something else that needs to be fixed on the car. And so it takes a little bit longer, or you didn't realize that you don't have the right oil or, you, or the, the wrench is wrong or inevitably the way that you have it going in your head is going to be the perfect way it's going to go. It's hard to account for all of those what if type scenarios and life happens and you get in that situation. You're like, oh man, I forgot I have to do this or this, or I actually don't have the tool to finish this thing. And so it takes longer than you anticipated it taking. And I have found that if I think something's going to take 15 minutes, sometimes lots of times it takes about a half an hour. And so having a opportunity to have that kind of wiggle room in your day, in your schedule to, okay, I think this is going to take five minutes. You get into it 35 minutes later, finally it's done because of whatever happened along the way. So, you know, not to say that you have to account for those things, but at least have that as an idea, as a as a potentiality that could happen as you're on the way to to do those things. And so, I, you know, I I think that's how I think about and talk and, and talk about. I guess is what we did today. But I think about and and process my my tasks and my, and my projects. Do you have anything else to add to to those today, sir? Not so far. No, I'm I'm sure this conversation will continue in various different ways. Just as today's conversation tagged off of the goals we talked about last time, so. I'm sure we'll cover more things related to this concept or how all this ties together and into being more productive and and, uh, into being better. But I think that was a good conversation today. And I definitely look at, you know, some of these tasks and projects a little bit differently already. And really like the idea of the the due date, DO date, rather than the more on top of even the big DUE date, due date. Yeah. Again, for me, when I, when I heard that, I was like, wow, that is, that is super helpful. And yeah, I implemented it right. right uh, I implemented it right away, and it kind of changed. Not just a tweak. That was a big. That was a big thing that was not hard to implement, but it was so much made everything so much easier to do and to think about and and just to to work forward and progress. Yeah, that was that was hugely beneficial. And so uh, you know, I, I'm thinking perhaps on our next episode, maybe we go into some of the systems of how you know you and I set this kind of process up because, you know, we talked about our goal setting. We talked about, you know, last time today, we talked about tasks and projects and how they're related and, you know, having goals are great, but goals don't necessarily get you to where you want to go. Having a system in line and, and, and gets, you know, perhaps more traction than just having a goal. And so I think that will be the discussion that we lead into next time. Yes, sir. All right. So as we discussed last time, I, I like to share the books that I'm reading. I finished my last book and now I'm on a new one. Uh, it's The 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. I just barely started it, you know, um, but this is, you know, I've, I've, I think I've done the first two or three laws so far. I have seen this book you know, countless times and places all over. And it's, it's kind of iconic. It's got the red, um, kind of borders and it's got the blue down the center with the word power on it. 
seen it all over and I, you know, didn't know much what to what to think of it. And then I, I got it and I'm starting to read over, you know, just the like through the the index of the table of context, you know, like what are the what are the forty eight laws in them? I'm thinking, wow, these are some really interesting interesting things and, and uh, almost almost kind of makes me think of like a like a spy handbook almost. And so far the the bit that I'm in it's interesting how he has related these laws or given us examples of those laws through history and like way back in history. And so I'm, I'm intrigued and excited to learn more of how to work, work through and, and think about those laws. Um, yeah. It's, it's been interesting so far. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I'm kind of getting secondhand some of that book. I know you and I sat down one night before you started reading it. And we kind of went through the table of contents, contents, and we just we read some of the laws, and even some of the verbiage he uses in there is kind of like, huh? I wonder why he chose what he said and how he's going to tie this into power, but also into more of a positive way, if that makes any sense. So, I mean, if you're interested, pick up the book. I'm sure you can find it lots of places. But I enjoy hearing about the book from you and what you take away from it too. Um, Not that I would never read it myself, but it's cool to hear what you're reading and how you're interpreting it, how you're interpreting it and kind of the, the way that he ends up making the points that he's trying to make. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, take initiative.